And with me, as always, are Dan, Steve, and nobody else. Uh, <laughs> so, not as always, because apparently Peru is still nicer than Canada. Well, I'm not sure about that. And uh, maybe it's a vacation destination. Yeah, I like I think he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Yeah, yeah, I think I would. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> It'd be uh, nice to be able to come home and like do some laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Mike is. Probably painting orcs. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. He's probably painting orcs instead of podcasting. Yeah. And I should be painting orcs instead of podcasting. No, we need you here. Because I feel like I feel like he has more orcs painted than I do. Guaranteed. And he's going to paint his orcs faster than I do. Guaranteed. For sure. And we both have to have a thousand points done by January 15th so we can play a game. Otherwise... So he's already done... You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> no, the good news by is... By the time this episode goes up, he'll be done. So the good news, a bunch of the stuff he painted was long enough ago that he's not 100% happy with it anymore, so he's going to okay. be redoing a lot of stuff. But redoing from the ground up, like new models, new kits? Probably new models, new kits. Ooh, okay. Oh, wow. That's fair. I imagine... That's, that's fair. I'm guessing, totally, but he was complaining about his old bikes and not liking them, so... And they were the current bikes. Okay. Which is like the pill bases. Oh, the really skinny ones? ones? Yeah, the weird, like, dong-shaped cavalry bases. Which ones? What? The 25 by 75 mil. They weren't oval bases, they were like rounded rectangle bases. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember those now. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, hopefully. I forgot about those entirely. Yeah. They didn't those exist were, for very long. Those were the old Space Marine bike ones too, right? Like yeah. Everybody, well, for like, bikes for like three years. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. basically nothing else fit on them. Yeah. At all. Just bikes. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm really looking forward to some really good awkward pauses this episode. I think it'll be really fun. Um, but anyways, this week in hobby, um, Dan? I built a couple of Berserkers, like World Eater models using a bunch of Goliath bits, and not a whole hell of a lot else. We were doing some one-to-one scale hobbying the last two weeks, which is... Yeah, wall well, painting. Uh, there was there was paint and and primer being applied, but not to miniatures, but to walls. Yeah, one to one scale hobbying, and it does not smell as good as Chaos Black Primer. Nothing smells you know as good as Chaos do? Black Primer. Just as a heads up, paint the room with Chaos Black Primer. That would be highly cost effective, I feel. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It would work good. It would work very good. I think the coverage to dollar ratio is probably good. Fun fact: okay. if you want to attract Dan in a bar, just like get some Chaos Black Primer on either wrist. Rub a little bit under your ears, and he'll be immediately coming towards you. Yep, I do. I do love that smell. <laughs> Find it highly intoxicating. This is very creepy. And <laughs> also, um, guaranteed, I would be spray painting that room with the door closed. Oh my god! For maximum efficiency. Yeah. Not even that. Just he wouldn't be wearing pants either. It's more of an awkward <laughs> masturbation thing than anything else. Good to know. Um, that go weird. You knew that's where you were going with it. <laughs> I, I did. Okay. I? I'll, I'll <laughs> shift. I'll shift the conversation. I also was doing some one-to-ones uh, hobbying this week. I got some paint on the car, but I also painted some miniatures. Um, I finished up my Eldar Rangers that I've had for about 
20 years, it feels like. I've had five painted, and then I had the other five I hadn't finished. Are they the old Peter ones? Old Peter ones. Like the seconded ones? No, the seconded ones I've never repainted. No, they're like the 3.5 Peters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or fourth ed? Somewhere around there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyways, did those. Uh, I also updated the old ones, because the old ones were painted so very long ago. So they're all done in sort of like the red and purple scheme now with they the no, faces. Yeah, they no longer have the... This is how old they were. The rims were goblin green. Some of my older still have that. And I was going to say, the other the other stuff that I did, um, I rebased my Dire Avengers. They did not have green rims. They had to have their rims painted black a while ago. But the same st- uh, like style of basing that I was doing on my Shining Spears. Yeah. Did that on the Dire Avengers. And I rebased the Dark Reapers, which you'll be happy to know are no longer goblin green for their bases. Thank Christ. Because they were have, offensive for so many reasons. <laughs> I st- yeah, I still have uh, some Howling Banshees that are on green bases and some Striking Scorpions. And I'm sure they see a lot of table time. They they yeah, I thought about putting Banshees on the table, but thought is as far as it went. Just all I got to do is spend about 20 minutes on the rim job, and there'll be no more problems. I realize that, but I now now I have to do. Okay, so, <laughs> I, thank you, yeah, it's good. Um, the the new basing that I'm doing, though, I actually have to say, I don't know if I mentioned this, I probably did last podcast, but the the GW texture paints are so good. They're yeah. actually incredible. So, uh, Chardon Granite, or whatever the hell it is? You're Chardon thinking Granite? What's it? Sterling Battle Mud? No, Astro Granite Debris. Astro Granite one. Debris. That one, and mixed in with, uh, like, you kind of do patches of that and patches of just regular Astro Granite, and then do a wash of Drakenhof Nightshade, dry brush it with uh, Longbeard, like, brown, whatever the fuck it is, Longbeard Gray. Yeah. Um, and then all I was doing is some of the areas don't cover particularly well. Like, you get some areas that just miss texture. Painting those areas blue, giving it a quick little highlight, and then using the GW gem paint to make blue water. Gem paint works great for water, and it actually turns out amazing. I should put some photos up of these these bases. Super quick. Uh, it's all like the just GW technical paints. Works really well for basing. Don't ever use them for your gemstones. Use it for water Man, or blood. You made me really sad because you brought up like my most mourned paint, chart and granite. granite. Oh, Can I we know. just have a second? To, like, remember that amazing paint Charting and how pretty good, good it was and how Vallejo can't fucking replicate it for some reason. Nope. I have two pots, and one of them is starting to go rubbery. Yeah, I, I had, like, six pots at one point, uh, and just through slow passage of time, a number of them did turn into hockey pucks, and it was very I had some Even with them closed up and, like, sealed and no air leaks whatsoever, they still just dry. That's it's because those pots suck. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I've, I have P3 paints from approximately the same era. Fine. I've, I have P3 paints from the day that P3 paints came out, and they're perfect. But I don't think, I think the, a lot of the GW paints don't have a, don't dry by water evaporation, right? Like, a lot of them have weird chemical binders in them to make them really, really durable. And the pots suck. I, I'll give you that, too. Yeah, like, they're bad, but I think they are airtight. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced they're airtight because they always end up with that giant ring of goop, like right around the seal. Sure, but I'm saying I have ones that are still haven't been opened. That open yeah, them because up they were like even out of the factory, they're not sealed. Eh, maybe I don't think so. Yeah, no, no, like they they can't be airtight. I think they are. I feel like if because they had that whole thing that you had to peel apart, right? Like they snapped them down on the can or on the the pot while they're still like relatively pliable plastic. Yeah, I I still feel like if you're saying you never opened it and you opened it and it's rubbery, 
if we're if we're trying to get like into the most reasonable explanation, is it there's a weird chemical compound that eventually like deteriorates and becomes rubber without any explosion that, in that the elements? That makes a lot of sense. Or is it just that some fucking air gets in? Could it be aliens? Possibly, yes. Could be. It could be aliens. <laughs> it could be aliens. <laughs> could be xenos. Um, I can't. I can't prove your negative. So, <laughs> speaking of xenos, uh, I've been painting some orcs. Cool. Um, I think last. Oh, is po- that what we're talking about? Yeah, we got there. Yeah, I was. I was. I was bringing this back around. This week in hobby, right? Um, yeah, I did up. I think last week I I had painted the buggy. Last yeah, time. We, uh, yeah, last time we podcasted. And this time I did up. I'm one model away from finishing my kill team, which is my orc prospector. But I got the the other two burnas, the other two. Um, Lunas the whole time done. you paint that prospector, you have to watch uh, Will Ferrell's old prospector on SNL <laughs> on repeat until the model's finished. So good. Yeah, that'd so be pretty good. Good. I feel like I could take a break for the movie Ravenous. <laughs> sure. Because cannibals. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's, it's got cannibals. Um, I know nothing of this movie, but I know lots about the old Prospector sketch, which is fantastic. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. It's good. Um, which never actually made TV, I don't think. No, it didn't. It was just on the best of Will Ferrell SNL discs. Yeah, because no one could keep it together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, I got uh, a decent amount of paint on my Unit of Six bikes. The metallics are basically done, the bases are basically done, and I started in on the skin. Um and I built five tank busters. Cool, that's so. pretty solid. We were talking about tank busters a little bit. They're so good. You should do a knob and name him Mister Nishi, and he can be the tank busta busta busta. Because oh that movie is fantastic, and you know it. <laughs> what What are we talking about? The big no, I'm hit. Confused. I don't know. The it's movie. a Mark Wahlberg breakdance fighting hitman movie, and somebody's named Nishi. Mister Nishi is the, it's a it's a whole thing. It's, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. But it's oh, a fantastic God. movie. Highly recommend it. That sounds horrific. Uh, late 90s? It's gotta be. There's a yeah. lot of ska music in it. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty it's sure, like, period. real... It might have been, like, what made Real Big Fish popular. Oh, that's very concerning. <laughs> I believe he's taking video cassettes back to the store at one point in the movie. Not I don't DVDs. think they were DVDs, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's how you know it was the 90s. Because, like, the 2000s, especially the early 2000s, was, like, a weird hangover from the 90s. Except technology was just a little bit better. That describes any era. Weird hangover from the previous years, but technology was better. Yeah. <laughs> Literally apply that to any period in history. Yeah, I know. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> But with ska music. Um, okay, we should move on to Shut Up and Take My Money. Yeah, oh my god. It's probably going to be a... Even with three of us here, it'll probably be an expensive one this time around, I think. Do we think... Is it unanimous? Okay, so I'm not buying it. Okay. So you guys go. Okay, I'm buying Blackstone Fortress straight up. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I know. I, I think... I probably can speak for Ward, uh, provided he hasn't been fleeced by any Peruvians. Um, he's probably going to buy it, and I know Mike will. So there's at least four of us that are going to buy the set. So I don't need to buy it. You for really? sure don't. For sure. Um, Unless if, you want to pay anything out of it. There are no orcs in there. Yeah, if there was orcs, like, whoo! Oh, man. Like, I would need that new paint handle so bad. But, uh... <laughs> for the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> the clams. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's I'm just it's some foreshadowing. Oh, for the, I just figured out what the clamps are for. For plugging into your space tardigrade to... Drive your mushroom ship in Star Trek. Oh, 
That's what the clamps are for. It's a great TV show. The space tardigrade totally had nipple clamps. That's why the handle has nipple clamps. We're in outer space today, like, in terms of our topic. (laughs) There's only three of us, so, like, we can actually deviate a little bit and still stay in time. That was a terrible Star Trek series, though. (laughs) Anybody that's watched the new one, I'm so sorry. I have not. Don't. Awful. <laughs> I, I kind of want to still love Star Trek, and Enterprise almost killed it for me. So Enterprise is like Academy Award winning by comparison. It's hard to argue with it. Like this one, I like the casting, but nothing else. This the plot was the most horrific thing ever. It's so bad and it's so predictable. Yep. We were we were calling the entire season like eight episodes in advance, basically. Yeah. Really as soon as they moment they went into like alternate universe, you're like, oh I know what's going on. As soon as that happens, you just kids. kids so you know we, what we really need though for television is NCI Trek. Yeah, actually that'd be great. Instead of boat crimes, we'd have starship crimes. Yeah, that actually could be an interesting idea if you had like the Starfleet's police force. Yeah, if there was a police procedural, we just need a washed-up rapper who looks good holding a phaser. Yeah, can't we just always give it to Ice Cube or Ice T? Well, that's just, just someone with an ice. Yeah, sure, one of them. I kind of want ice tea. Vanilla ice. Oh! Actually, that could be amazing. Oh, Vanilla my God. ice was like some sort of like washed up techno weirdo. <laughs> you know oh, what my mean? God. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. Someone else do it because that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Painting all that? Or mm-hmm. making that TV show. Making that TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that, we're is, not doing uh, that. that is outside my wheelhouse. I so, thought you were yeah. so- saying somebody else needs to paint um, Blackstone Fortress. Or Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice needs to paint Blackstone Fortress? Or someone needs to paint Vanilla Ice? Very confused. <laughs> Some sweet, sexy body paint sessions coming up. Very confused. Painting he's Blackstone Vanilla Fortress. I- he's coming to Edmonton. Body. I was going to say, he's going to be in town. Yeah. <laughs> um, and tickets are like 30 bucks. Maybe we should go. See if, I kind of want to go. See if we can get him to do that. I just want... Not you know, the body painting. No, no, I'm talking about him no, to get him to paint Blackstone here's Fortress. What I, here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. So we need to get everyone in Edmonton that we know to go to this concert... And just incessantly be like, turtle rap, turtle rap, <laughs> turtle rap. Because I guarantee you, his set list does not include that song. Oh, guaranteed, for sure. It doesn't have that. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's I feel like a career code. That's like a dark period in Vanilla Ice history. Yeah. Which is like... I mean, I don't want to drive a guy to suicide, let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I I would love to see Turtle Rap live. Yeah, I'd, I'm good with that. That's some that's some good bucket list shit right there, right? It'd be legit. Okay, can we can we get on to t- topic? Because I wanted to say, we need to all of us need to pick a section of the the boxed game and paint that particular Turbo Dibs Rattlings. Yeah, go for it. But I already called that just to spite you. I know you did. What, so I would like to paint the Eldar Ranger or the Imperial Robot, the, oh. uh, the Man of Iron. Man of Iron, which is so fucking cool that that's coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. We're talking, running into other things. Yeah, yeah. Let's we'll, move on. Let's, we'll, yeah, we'll get back to this. Um, I want to paint the the robot with wood panels and like full on like fifties station wagon, like <laughs> seafoam green with white and wood panels, <laughs> just like a jeep wagoneer. That'd be awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> the shittiest looking thing ever. Yeah, I know we're, I know we're gonna talk about this later. <laughs> like an old Woody. But my favorite part about that whole thing, the whole model, like like the, the moment I was like, I absolutely love what they're doing, like this is perfect, is the Imperial Eagle is clearly just a magnet. It's like half crooked. Yeah, it's like a fridge magnet stuck to his chest. It's great. <laughs> He's like, I uh, just guys. Point. Yeah. yeah. I serve only the Omnisia. Yeah. Ask no questions. It's fine. Yeah. I'm way too autonomous for any other normal robot. Yeah. Okay, so my shadow of my money is really straightforward. More orcs. Yeah, fair. 
Uh, and I would did you roll a natural six on your bi orcs check? Did you just get more orcs? Oh my god! So Dan, you know when we last weekend went out to buy orcs? Yeah, and I bought the orcs. Yes. Had you looked in my glove compartment, you'd have seen more orcs. Oh my! <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of turning into a problem. I was just gonna say, do we need to have like an intervention? An that, intervention. Like, you know what you could have said is like, you remember that time on Saturday I went out to buy meth? You could have looked in my glove box. There would have been more meth. I have a problem. Like basically, that's interchangeable. Like I'm kind of tempted to just uh, like randomly when I go by a hobby store, just like because here's the thing about the orcs. There's a lot of their boxes are like twenty five bucks. Really? Yeah, like a box of, uh, from a lot of the independents, a box of Ludas or Burnas or Knobs or like that. They'll, yeah, they're 30 bucks retail from G-Dub. Most of those places Why? give you like 10 a lot to 15% of them, off. Because they're five models. Really old boxes of five models, yeah. Uh, tell that to a Custodes player buying Alaris Terminators. Okay, first those off, are not no, old. No, fuck you, first off, because you don't have to buy like 10 boxes sure. of Custodes yeah. to run a thousand point goddamn army. No, you need to buy... Uh, you know what? It actually might be similar in terms of cost, because a box of five custodes is seventy dollars. Okay, five custodes. You need to buy two of those boxes to run your thousand point list. Yeah, hundred forty bucks. But then you also need uh, either some characters. Okay. You can just build the ones in the unit with like oh, I'll put but you only have one character. On. So you need to buy one more box. How much is a box of the jet bikes? Yeah, I think like 70? ninety dollars. What there or less? I don't think they're as, as cheap as, uh, they're expensive. Oh, I, put, I very slightly put mine away there in the Okay, so let's say like 220 Yeah. Let's assume you're buying from an independence of about like 190 Don't get me wrong. It's cheaper than Orcs, but I'm just saying. It's so like 190 bucks. Pretty, still pretty ridiculous. Yeah, either way. So, but here's the thing, like, so what I might even do to like give like future Tom a hand is just because there's some cubbies in my car. Like there's under, in the back... Like underneath, above. you're gonna be going across the border to the states, and you're gonna get pulled over, and your car is gonna get searched, and they're just gonna be like, "What in the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Every nook and cranny <laughs> is full of weird orc models, <laughs> and like, but no, like I just go buy one. New inbox, like, are you smuggling something, or what is happening here? I just love orcs. Have you seen my license plate? But no, so then, so then, whenever I'm like going through my car, I can be like, "Oh yeah, fuck, I forgot, I have more Ludas." It's like leaving a twenty dollar bill in your jacket, yeah, when that you went. To Except a it's orcs in my orc car. I don't, I don't know if I really feel comfortable with this, but you do you. I love this idea. <laughs> Future Tom and present Tom both love this idea. I'm finding your reasoning for not being able to buy Blackstone Fortress flimsier by the minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blackstone Fortress is... Okay, but here's the thing. With the orcs, I can buy a fucking truck for $45 full retail. 45 Go to one of the independents. It's like 40 after tax. Mm-hmm. That's like not eating out for a week. Trying not to giggle, <laughs> professional. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I. Like, but that's brown bagging it for a week, right? Also, try not to giggle. <laughs> it's a bit more of a stretch, but uh, that's all I'm saying. I, so, I, like, yeah. my future is like okay. So, okay, but the thing about black. Oh. We're kind of. But why the fuck? This whole I, episode is already. But, just no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I was gonna say, think about Blackstone Fortress though. You get a board game. Like I plan on playing it outside of my Warhammer. Do you? Oh yeah, totally. Will you? Yep. So you know how much? You know how much I play uh, Bugmans outside of my? Yeah. No, 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 no. That doesn't count. That does. No, it does not. Plays miniatures that are painted. No, no, no. Bugmans does not count because you did not buy it with painted miniatures. And if you say the one limited edition one from the fucking Bugmans, fuck you. 
But like, what do you mean? I I have both Bugmans that are from the bar. Okay, fine, two Bugmans. But like, the game itself does not require painted miniatures. No. Much like Gretchen's does not require painted miniatures. Play Gretchen's a lot. Play Bugmans a lot. How many times have you played Betrayal of Health? Oh, that, but there was no pretense. <laughs> no, 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 no. human no. anywhere on the planet has played that game for the actual intended purpose. How many times have you played uh, the Kamora, whatever one? Gangs of Kamora. What are you, that, but they are not even remotely comparable. Not even remotely comparable. I don't think that those <laughs> those were always. Am I ever going to play Speed Freaks? No. I guarantee you're not. I kind of want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, uh, like, Silver Tower, I have played outside of my Warhammer friends. Uh, even Shadespire, I've played outside of my Warhammer friends. Yeah, okay, Shadespire doesn't count. Why, but, but, what? <laughs> but it has miniatures. That's exactly the same. No, but Shadespire is, like, like, a miniature game. Like, I, like it's, it's not... I don't, I don't none of this makes any even, fucking sense. I don't even know what we're arguing. I was just saying, you should buy it, because you can play it. Uh, with like as a regular old okay. game. No, but it's uh, here's here's why I'm not going to buy this game. It has nothing to do with how good it is because it's fucking amazing looking. It's the exact same reason I do not own a single X-wing model because everybody else has it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that's fair. See, if you're going to buy it and you're going to buy it, and then the other two fuckers that are not here are going to buy it, see, why the fuck am I going to buy but it? That assumes that you're going to play with one of us, and I may not. Well, fuck you. That's what I'm saying. Like I've got uh, my whole family, my my in-laws love board games. Right, yeah. like my brother-in-law and those, the, they're not going to play Warhammer, but I could definitely get them to play Underworlds or uh, Blackstone Fortress. Yeah, it, it sounds like Blackstone Fortress. You know, hold on, we're just gonna we we need to talk about this more later. Okay, we're uh, we're kind of getting ahead. Of we're ourselves. just we've just mashed everything together except for yeah, one topic, just, and even that we sort of yelling. It's lots. just like one big period. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so let's let's try and have some semblance of what we attempted to talk about for our order of topics. Orcs! Yes! Okay, so, um, <laughs> I am, you may all remember, there's been several times over the course of this podcast where I have gotten really excited about 40k. And, oh, really? And I don't remember 30 seconds ago. And it, and it only really lasts, like, a week or two. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I've learned my lesson, I think. I hope. <laughs> sure, go ahead, continue. <laughs> so here's 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 the thing. First off, the new orc book is chock full of character. There's so much cool shit in there, from the descriptions of the different units all the way through to the stratagems and the um, the clan cultures and the warlord traits. Yep, it's fucking cool. Yep. You can play orcs that feel really characterful yep. and really fun. Yep. And I think you're not really sacrificing the ability to play and be, like, moderately competitive in that context. Like, I'm not going to be the guy that's, like, training for the LVO, but I feel like I could play games with people who are and not be, like, completely boot-fucked out of the get-go. Well, here, but, okay, I agree. Uh, I know what you're getting at, but I, I was going to say, I think your. Nurgle Demon's list was wouldn't get absolutely boot fucked, but the difference is it was boring as fuck. Exactly, I think orcs their codex reminds me so much of the Dark Eldar codex, where there's so much variety and there's so much cool shit in there, and like the initial combos that like jump off the page and you're like, that's really good, like that's insane, are good. They're they're fine. Like Cabal the Blackheart, really really good, right? But there's all the little and I I don't know the orc codex well enough, which is why I'm gonna make those references. Yeah, yeah. But so, so I'm gonna talk about orcs and you're gonna talk about Eldar, hundred <laughs> percent. 
but I actually think they're very similar, right? Like you, once you start looking at the different combos and different like less lesser used units mm-hmm. or things that are maybe a little bit more niche, uh, there's there's a lot of variety and things you can do uh, with those units that in previous editions of the game they were just garbage and trash and you'd lose. Yeah. Well, it, you know, honestly, it's little things like. Uh, I've been watching a lot of orc battle reports online to see how other people are using them while I've been painting orcs. Because, yep. seriously, it's been like, get up an hour earlier than I normally would for work and, like, paint some orcs for a bit. Cool. And then, like, it's I've been I've been really into the orcs right now. Which yeah. That does just literally does not compute for me on so many levels. Getting up early to paint orcs? I mean, <laughs> just today, I, had, I got talked to by, by my boss for not being on time to work again. So, the whole getting up in the morning thing just does not compute... <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, like, orcs have always been my favorite thing in wargaming. And I've always tried to, like, shoehorn in some, like, theme and character into my orc lists. And I feel like now I don't even have to try. Yeah. It's already there. Yeah. And, but, like, little things, like, I'm seeing the guys play the games, and and frankly, every time I watch them, just like, man, if you were Death Skulls, that would probably hit right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Because they're so good. Well, that's the thing. And like, goths, goths are totally straightforward. I think they're... It's basically have Daka, Daka, Daka in melee. Yeah, and on top of that, have the ability to do the Scarboys thing. Like, they're just close combat monsters. Yeah. Which and is like, fun. And that's the cool. 1CP strength 5 units of boys, pretty legit. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great... It's Like I said, it's really straightforward. It's, it seems... You run forward it's and smash what, it. It's if, what goths should do. And if that's what you want from your orcs, yeah. you can have that. Um, the Evil Sons, where... Thraka is a goth, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Evil Sons, where it's like, if you want to be able to do that faster... Yeah, they don't, they don't have that ability to go up to those those, those strength 5 attacks and that kind of stuff. But they all basically have a great job. Yeah, they can all charge and, or uh, assault, advance, and then charge, which is which is amazing. That's an incredibly good ability. Um, yeah, well, the and they also get additional um, distance to their advance and charge moves. Oh, that's right, because it's just the one character that allows you to advance and yes. charge. So they, they actually also yeah, have yeah. an ability. They can advance and shoot assault weapons in no penalty. Well, that's pretty cool. So they're just like... All up in your face. Yeah, but the other thing that's interesting is assault weapons for anybody that doesn't play orcs are relatively rare in most other books. Everything the the orcs have is assault. Yeah, every you, almost you have virtually nothing that's heavy. Um, uh, the death guns, heavy. So for the ludas, okay, they're heavy. Um, and then shit goes on, that goes on a battle wagon that ignores being a heavy weapon. It's heavy. Interesting. So you ignore the heavy weapons on the battle wagon. I guess that kind of makes sense because if they made them rapid fire or assault, they'd have other unintended consequences. Yeah. So it just made them heavy, but the the vehicles are like lumbering and whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah. Where they ignore that that sure. gen- or that downside. Uh, snake bites are cool because they have the uh, six up. Um, feel no pain. Yep. Which is kind of fun. Um, evil sons get to reroll ones to hit with shooting. Evil, bad moons, you mean? Bad moons, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the One of the neat ones... I can f- just see Mike's eye twitching right now in my mind's eye. Like. Are they blue? If no, don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, fucking Free Buddhas, theirs is really neat where if a friendly um, Free Buddha unit destroys a unit in that phase... Isn't it a vehicle? 
It's just any unit. Oh, really? Uh, then another unit. I can't remember if it's like rerolls to hit or plus one to hit or rerolls to But they get benefits like, for They like, get a benefit against. Because they're trying to one up each other. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's also a neat thing where if you take um, flash kits in any other clan, it doesn't break your. Um, Good God, this is Dark Eldar. Because it's the same thing with Scourges and Mandrakes. They don't break your. They don't break your. Like. Uh, your obsession. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, no, because I feel like they they must have realized that they got it right with the Dark Eldar bug. Yeah, totally. And then they're like, well, fucking orcs. And then, obviously, fucking orcs. And, like, it's really cool. Like, the units that are in there, I look at all the new buggies, and they're all really different in what I would use them for. And yeah. some of them synergize with the different clans, interestingly. Like, yeah. I don't think you're just going to see one type of buggy that everyone is going to take. Yeah, I mean, that being said, I still think the in a night heavy meta, the shock jump dragsta is insane. Yeah. That's it's absolutely insane. Nine shock jump dragstas that you could take because of the speed mob rule or whatever. It's not just three, it's three units of three. Uh yeah. would be so good because you can spread out and basically force the knights to like, oh I killed one a turn. Like not yep. that great. And their shooting's incredible. Like, I, I really like, I also like the design of that model. A lot. Yeah, you just want Formula One orcs. Uh, 100%. It's such a <laughs> and if you can get your hands on any of the Formula Wog orcs from that Games Day a million years ago, God, that's a nice model. What? There's a Formula Wog orc, like, car driver where he's, like, wearing, like, the oh. like NASCAR style, like, jumpsuit. Yeah. But that model awesome. is ridiculously expensive if you can even find it mm. in the first place because it was. Like a participation prize at some like mini game at Games Day one year, that's crazy. But Formula Wog, super cool. I need to find that model because I'm not going to do an orc army. I've I've toyed around in my head a little bit with because a lot of those vehicles are just way too fucking cool. That's all amazing. And the CAD designs on those vehicles to like actually make them somewhat mechanically sane. Yeah, is like insane, but like. They look like engines, and they have the functional parts of engines. Like it's, mm. it was such an interesting design to, uh, aesthetic. I really wanted to paint one up, so I'm going to do one as a competition piece. The best part is the metal supercharger belts. Just don't, don't bring that up, right, Tom? Yeah. Right, right, Steve? Don't bring that up. It's the best part it doesn't <laughs> okay. make anybody's head explode if, at all. If you want to criticize Tom's painting, go take a look at his orc buggy that he painted. It has a metal supercharger belt. They took the time to design a proper Eaton blower. Supercharger and Tom just painted the the belt. Metal. I don't know what this shit looks like. There's some. There's some. <laughs> it looked like engine, therefore metal. Like the reasoning was fine for me. If the orcs believe it, it'll work. It's metal, fine. That metal will fatigue and no supercharger. Your orcs are just going to be the slowest orcs. Well, yeah, but it's, it's I'm okay. gonna make a point. They're lucky though. I'm gonna make a point to shoot every single one of your vehicles down to the lowest tier, so it's as slow as possible. Because no <laughs> other superchargers are broken. That's fine, because their shooting doesn't degrade. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the, my favorite clan, the clan that I've always played ever since I started playing Orcs, the Death Skulls, I think is one of the most interesting ones, because it actually has three different facets to what their rules are. Yeah. So, first off, everybody gets a 6-up and vulnerable save. Yeah, which is super legit. It's the, um, anybody that's played a game, Dark Eldar, they all have it. It's great. Yeah, it works really well. Yep. Um, the second piece that I think is probably the strongest part is that every single time the unit attacks it's not per turn it's not per phase yeah, it makes an attack every single fucking time fights, right? they make a ranged or melee attack the unit can reroll one to hit one to wound and one damage die yep which 
honestly, if you're taking like I I kind of feel like they do Speed Freaks better than Evil Sons. Because yeah, you're gonna be like a couple inches slower a turn. Yeah. But all of your buggies and shit. Like, fuck, if you had like six to eight buggies and they're all getting that every turn, it's so good. That's a lot of rerolls. Well, I mean the thing And the six up and vulnerable save. You have to pay a command point to reroll a single dice. Yeah. So if you think about it, every single one of your units is getting three CP for free. And every time they swing. And if you're rerolling yeah. things like a power claw attack to hit to wound and damage, that adds up. Fuck rockets at long range. There's no reason why in your shooter boys you wouldn't want to take a couple of rockets. Right? Like Unless you're shaving points to have tank busters instead, but still. Sure, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, I don't... Again, depends on what you're doing, but if you are taking shooter boys, I think there's it, there's a serious argument to be made. Like, it's Space Marine, um, Space Marine players that have played uh, Salamanders totally get that, right? Because you get to do the same thing. The Mastercraft. Yeah. yeah, and it's so good on a heavy weapon and a tactical squad. Yeah. It's incredibly good. Um, or, like, all the all those D6 damage weapons. Yep. Be able oh, to yeah. re-roll one. Oh, like, yeah, totally. Especially, again, tank and it's every, The thing that blows me away is it's every single time you fight. So if you have a stratagem that allows you to fight twice... Which orcs do. You get to do that. So potentially you're getting those one unit that shoots, fights, and fights again is getting nine re-rolls in a turn. Yeah. And it's also in your opponent's turn, too, if they fight. And that's every single fucking unit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. It's on... Except Grotz. Yes. Grotz, Killicans, and guns. Which is good, because, I mean, met guns that had, like, tractor cannons that have that. Which oh, yeah, too absurd. good. Way too good. Well, they auto-hit anyway, so they ignore yeah, a but, third of that. Yeah, but yeah. re-rolling the damage and the yeah. Yeah. and the wound, like, too good. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, like, it doesn't matter what you're taking. Again, like, 30 boys with a couple rockets versus a Morkanaut. Yeah, every, everything benefits. Yeah. And, again, the fact that you get that, like, I get that Eldar have different things, but, like, the Oathway Craft World trait is just the six-up feel no pain. The Knights of Tyrannus uh, uh, trait is just the six-up feel no pain. Like, the fact that you get that extra benefit as well is so good. Oh, and, and we're not, we're not done. even done yet. We're not even done. They have one more. Hmm. There is uh, the rule, like, the obsec rule in Orcs is this is ours, get off, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Zogoff. Zogoff. This oh, is right. ours, Zogoff. Um, if you are an Orc clan infantry in a Death Skulls army, you get that ability. Not just troops. Not just troops. Interesting. So knobs, ludas, whatever. Burnas, tank busters, mega knobs. Yeah. Infantry, though. Infantry. Okay, good. Good. Had this idea of a stompa being like, I can... No, 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 no. <laughs> there is... It's legit no obsec stompas, okay. which I think is fair. <laughs> you know, I'm... 30 wounds of just... Man, this, this codex is so garbage. I don't have an obsec stompa. Yeah. No, um, but it, it's really cool, and one of the things that I'm, I'm really having a fun time wrapping my head around is that I kind of feel, especially because I'm focusing on, like, a thousand points, and I'm trying really hard not even to think in larger terms than that right now, is just, I can paint up shit and play with it, and it'll probably work. Yeah, that's one of the things that's nice about some of the newer books is, like, yeah, you probably want to have, you actually want to think about a theme. Like, not just, like, you don't cherry-pick units, um just specifically because they're the only things in your book that's hyper-competitive, right? Like, you can get away, and I mean, it really goes for most codexes, I would say. There's obviously going to be some exceptions, but you can basically pick almost any unit in the game and make it work somewhat in isolation. Yeah, so other fun things. Um, So if you're talking about 
uh, Death Skulls, which again is my bias because I love them. They're my babies. Um, their Warlord trait is really fucking cool because it makes you a mech if you're not a mech. If you're already a mech, it makes you a more reliable mech. And in addition, you get to snipe characters that are within 18 inches. Yeah, that's good. You put that on a shock attack gun that gets to reroll to hit to wound and damage dice. That's really good. <laughs> That's a really good character. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a they're starting to reuse a lot of these traits. Like a lot of other books have that same ability where you can snipe characters with certain units that yeah. shouldn't be able to. A lot of them are warlord traits. Yeah. Um, the difference is it's actually somewhat difficult to get that on like a shock attack gun style profile. Yeah. Like yeah. the, like the best you can do with an Eldar uh, is a Reaper launcher, which is going to do three damage at most. Yeah. Also, you know you know it has Daka 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 hmm. shock attack guns. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I think that's that's interesting. But at the same time, like, we're talking about all this stuff that orcs can do. Uh, I don't feel like they're tremendously overpowered. No, because you sneeze at them and they die. Yeah, that's one thing that you don't really realize is uh, now with the way you can fall back out of combat and, like, the way you can do things with screening and that kind of stuff, like, you yeah. just, it really reinforces that if you're going to build a tournament list and you think you might be playing an orc army, which... Heads up with this codex, you're going to be playing orc armies because they are very good. You and really we're coming to, out of the we're coming out of the woodworks. Oh, totally. You need to have screens. You need yeah. to have screens that also um, can do can get out of combat because orc players are going to be able to have enough bodies to hug you in combat so you can't escape. And it actually brings up some interesting um, stratagems that people hadn't really, um, I don't think, really understood the value of them. Like Mechanicum and Dark Eldar have a stratagem where you can remove a unit from the table and it comes back at full strength but it's deployed like nine inches away just like deep striking so you can use that to pull out of prolonged engagements totally for two command points orcs like, also have it yeah it's a really interesting <laughs> idea right like if you get stuck like um craft world elder don't have that but they have swooping hawks which are great yep. screens that fly so if you try and hug swooping hawks you just fly away and it's not a problem right um, but for other armies that don't have that some of those stratagems now suddenly make a shitload of sense right yeah um, Add them, just another tactical dynamic. So the only thing that I would be really afraid of, um, as like someone going to an event, is that one asshole that has ninety storm boys. Oh yeah, totally. Like I think of all the spams out there, like that is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I mean, there's also the thing is, is if you skew that far that way with just storm boys, which I don't think actually is that skewy because it's not that many points. Storm no, boys aren't that expensive. That might be about a thousand points. Yeah, it's it's not cheap. You're really going in that direction. But heaven forbid you f- draw the spaceful player that runs a couple units of aggressors. Because they have the stratagem where they can overwatch. Uh, if the rune priest is within six inches of that unit, you can overwatch with them. Nice. With all those units around them. And aggressors throwing out 100 yeah. shots. It's like, cool. <laughs> Good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Space Marines can do it. Um, Eldar can't do it quite as well. And again, again, it comes back to like, now some of those stratagems where you're like, oh, I can overwatch with the unit out of phase. They're not overwatch. I can shoot out of turn. Yeah. And deep striking, like, a lot of times was assassins or characters. It necessarily wasn't that useful. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people on some of the Elder forums are now thinking about, like, how do I get a Farseer with not just Dark Reapers that can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Where they were shooting something that was powerful that was deep striking before. Now it's like, what do I do? Do I use Guardians? Do I use something that has well, a high yeah, rate Well, yeah, because, like, I can deep strike... On turn two, a battle wagon full of boys. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. So, I mean, totally. And that's the thing. Now, uh, you might want to have 
a unit of Dark Reapers with a with a Farseer, so you can actually Overwatch and do that, right? Or you need it's just there's a lot of having a Horde army that has plays the way the Orcs do actually shifts the meta in a really good uh, good way in my mind. I think they much like we saw the Dark Eldar when they first came out, and often Dark Eldar has always been a spoiler army. Yeah. They're not one of those armies that are always winning tournaments in the past. But, yeah, but that was also a function of the rules of having poison. They just played different than anybody else. They, but they were, yeah, but they were spoiler. often that like yep. if you like they would fuck up skews. Mm-hmm. And I feel like orcs might also play very interestingly into that, which could be interesting if we start seeing like multiple armies really fucking with skews and. And being almost like the great equalizer kind of list, where they're not totally. necessarily like themselves broken, but they're broken totally. as fuck against certain builds. Well, I think I think like uh, knights, right? Like knights are a skew build just by the virtue of playing knights. They don't play like any other army, right? They have a completely different stat line as their yeah. basic trooper. Um, if you <laughs> basic trooper, <laughs> basic trooper being a gallant, I guess. I don't know. Um, Armature. Armatures are actually kind of not because they don't give you the same command points. They're kind of like scouts. I think you're basic line trooper would be like anyways um, if you play if you bring a Castellan that everybody's been you know basically ruled most of the tournament scene and you play again 90 storm boys yeah. or heaven forbid 250 orc boys yeah cool your plasma cannon does three sh- damage a shot that's gonna help a lot and you get at most 12 shots yeah like neat you know what I mean yeah Especially something that can close on you that quickly, and also close that quickly and take up that much space, because the knight can fall back out of combat over infantry, provided it has somewhere to stand. Yeah. Right? You can lock it, potentially, with, like, two units of 30 boys. And I think the the two things that are going to make orcs be really interesting, kind of from a competitive standpoint, is the dice app. Yeah, and movement trays and movement trays. Yeah, like, well, there's tons of companies that make them now. Yeah, those like five thirty-two mil yeah. little movement trays. Like all of a sudden, those thirty orc boys, you're only moving six pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like th- those horde armies can kind of get bonkers, and it's not going to be that okay. So it's going to be like an hour and a half of movement phases out of a two-hour game at a tournament. Yeah, well, those are really fun one and a half turns. Let's do this again sometime. And also the other thing, too, that I think is going to be, like we've been talking about um, uh, chess clocks in tournament play. Yeah. I think orc players need to get used to that. Yep. Because I, I do maintain that just because you're an orc player and you're playing a fluffy army, if you do take an hour for your movement phase, fuck off. You're not, that's not fun for the other player. You're actually ruining it for the other player. So I, I do think that like having those uh, chess clocks where... Oh, you took an hour for your movement phase, and now you clocked out? That is completely fair in my mind. Yeah, I think so. And that forces you... Yeah, so you took 250 orcs, you clocked out every game? Cool, bro. You know, like, you have to be able to deal with that, and there are going to be players that are going to be able to, you know, build those armies and actually make them work with movement trays and dice apps and whatever else. Yeah. But that's, I think, going to be fewer and far between, but just something you need to be aware of. Yeah, and I think most orc lists are probably going to have between 60 and 90 boys, all said and done. Um, especially with the fact, with the stratagem, uh, admittedly it's three command points, but you're potentially bringing, bringing back 30 boys yep. in charge range. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's the same as, like, Black Cornucopians. That's the one where, like, you remove a unit and replace all the casualties. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's like Tide of Traders. You can do, yeah. So you can do it with, yeah, Tide of Traders is another one I completely forgot about. Fresh Convert. The only thing is it's once per game. Oh, interesting. 
So once per game per unit, no. or once per game you get to use the stratagem. Once per game you get to use the stratagem. So it's the same as Tide of Traders now. Okay. Oh right, yeah, because they did yeah. definitely adjust that because it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. To Black Cornucopians for Dark Eldar is as many times as you want for the same unit. Because it's only ten. There's only ten models in a rack squad, and racks are not. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Insane, and it's probably what one or two CP each time. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. What well, it wouldn't be three because again, it's not thirty fucking boys. Yeah, yeah. Because um, those thirty boys have four tax each. Yeah, I yeah. Racks have two, and but I mean they're just tougher. But that's beside the point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like I think it's really. If nothing else, it's really exciting. Like it's got me. Um kind of excited about 40k in a way that I haven't been for a while and like I've got three or four different work projects on the go at like different stages right now just like do I feel like assembling do I feel like base coding or do I feel like detail painting and I've got like at each stage cool. right now just bouncing back and forth Orcs have got me a little bit excited too because of the builds that I'm thinking about like putting back on the table because it's you know everybody's gonna be dealing with orcs a little bit more there's some interesting it shifts the meta like my Castellan robots I haven't been taken because Castellans are kind of terrible against Castellans with the C and Night Armies. <laughs> Thanks, GW. That's not confusing at all. Thanks, GW, for that. But the Castellan robots <sighs> and Mechanicum <laughs> with uh, the Phosphor Blasters ignoring cover and all that sort of stuff is actually really good. Yep. Really, really good. And the Volume of Fire is nice. Volume of Fire and the fact that you can Overwatch with them if you have uh, at like full ballistic skill is not, or not full ballistic skill, sixes do extra hits. Yeah. Is insane. Yeah. Like parking them an objective and just being like, come get me. And like nuking 30 boys on Overwatch is no joke. Yeah, and yeah, if, that's pretty legit. And if people are having to skew their builds to deal with the works, they're going to open up niches in the meta for a lot of other builds yeah. that couldn't have existed before. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. And I guess it's like a parting shot. It's not going to be me because I'm not a competitive 40k player, but if you have a guy that's been playing com- like com- orcs competitively, at like ITC level for the last two years. Oh yeah, good luck. Look fucking out. Yeah, because he's been making it work with nothing, and now he has everything. And like, now I everything think, got cheaper and better. Woo! Not everything got cheaper. Boys got one point more expensive, but they got so much better. Like clan <laughs> cultures are worth yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And you know what? I'm so happy to see them do something like that. I've been arguing for that for regular tactical marines. Make them better and up their points. Because yeah, having. So many units in the Space Marine Codex, which, thank you for including me, because it's the only thing I know in 40k anymore, but <laughs> there's like a million units in that book, and 90% of them are terrible. Yep. So like, yeah, go ahead and make them more expensive when, when if they talking, have a utility purpose in the, in the, in the list. When I was talking about most, most codexes, you can pretty much take anything and make it work. Space Marines were not in that boat. Yeah, although interestingly enough, how long do you guys think before we get a new one? Well, Chapter Approved is going to come out in... Uh, the Codex, I don't know. I'm not even going to bother venturing there because there's still actually quite a few Codexes to come. Only about two or three, isn't there? Gene Sealer Cult, Sisters of Battle, uh, Yanari, and I'm missing one. Are you? Yeah. Who am I missing? There's... There's a lot of talk of the Lost in the Damned getting a book now that they have yeah. new plastics and the Forged Old Ones are discontinued. <laughs> so Trader uh, Guard? Trader Guard, but uh, also, um, I mean, I don't this. I don't know if they'll get a book. This is who I was thinking of: is the um, Knight Lost in the Damned, the Renegade Knights. Oh, okay, because they've only got the little yeah. pamphlet release. But like, so that's a couple speculations. That's still potentially the way they've been slowing down to do these releases. It's still potentially another year. 
Okay, but but I do think I know on your on your point though, um, chapter approved is apparently going to reduce the cost of Marines, which I think is the wrong way to go. No, they should not be a fucking basic infantry generic mooks. Mm-hmm. They need to be good. Like, like movie Marines were cool for a reason. Frankly, your basic space range should be around twenty points and fucking badass. A Primaris should be thirty to forty and fucking badass. I think Primaris Marines need another wound, and Terminators need another wound, and Space Marines General Troopers need another wound because. A lot of the Space Marine units that, for a while, were super cool because they had two wounds, then everybody got a codex and all their heavy weapons are damaged too. Yep. So it's like, hooray, all my elite stuff still dies to one failed armor save. Oh, I know. Uh, I, yeah, but anyways, we're kind of wishlisting now, but I, I do think that Space Marines need to have that feel of like, you know that the second edition codex the dude's holding the orc head up? With the spike, yep, and there's like ten space marines around, surrounded by like fifty thousand orcs. Yeah, the crimson fist yeah. picture, right? And they're holding out against all that. Space marines need to play like that. Yeah, they need to do. They need to hit hard. Not a lot of attacks. They need to be tough as fuck. Yeah, like they're supposed to have the most intense armor in the game. They're supposed to like be able to fight with arms chopped off, like. Yeah, they, they should be intense. Make them custodes, and then make custodes something more. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know if that's quite like custodes with slightly shittier war gear. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah. but like, but I but mean, space honestly, Marines, space marines haven't felt elite since like 1998. But it, and that being said, though, like a custode army right now with two up saves and four up involves on your basic trooper, four wounds, tough five. I don't actually think it's that unreasonable um, for a. Space Marine to be t- two wounds, Custode being three wounds, Space Marine being tough four, Custode being tough five, Space Marine armor being a three plus, Custodes being a two plus. And then maybe look at giving fucking Space Marines a five up info. I don't think they need an involve, actually. I don't think they need an involve, just another wound, and yeah. I think they're fine. Also, bolters. The word ton of complete. This has been like just a tangent. <laughs> no, 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 it's cool. It's cool, because. I actually am not hating this 40k talk right now, and let's just ride this wave. Okay, sure. Fair enough. It's, I can't promise it's going to last forever. Bolters, if they're going to be a self-propelled grenade launcher, need to be fucking better. Strength 4 AP nothing. I've never understood how bolters Are the don't have a way to do like multi-damage shots where they're... The whole point is they blow up inside you. Yeah. So it should be like, in my eye, it's like, oh, you roll a 6 to wound? That's a mortal wound. For a base for all bolt weapons. That might be a bit intense. But like, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> no, 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 that is legitimately too intense. Because rending isn't a thing anymore. Right? What about even? What about even like a six to wounds d three damage? It, that exactly is how the elder army works. Shuriken six yeah. to wound is AP minus three. Because you used to have rend. Yeah, something like something analogous to the old school rending is what I always thought bolter should be. Yeah. Because they fucking blow up a grenade a split second after they're inside you. Yeah. That sounds horrific. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, they've to me they've just never they've never hit the table and played like they exist in the fluff where there's so many other books yeah. like Eldar and Orcs and all the other stuff where they actually play like the fluff. And that's what I guess I'm getting at is I'm really encouraged by the fact that they bumped the points up on something and gave it more yeah. shit. Yeah. Yep. Because the trend has always been a downward trend where buy more shit, yep. buy more dudes, buy more marines. Like a marine army back in third was like 30, 40 models? Somebody was playing a company, they'd have maybe 50 yeah, Marines? Yeah, I played Marine Heavy, and I had three squads of nine, two squads of six, and a squad of six Havocs. Yeah, yeah. In my Iron Warriors, and that was, like, fucking And aggressive. people would be like, holy shit, that is a wall of bodies, because that's, like, 40 guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was more than 
40. But Still, nonetheless, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, they don't play like that. and It's just a good trend. Yeah. And so. anything that breaks up the trend of just nothing but Smash Captains and 15 skulls. Oh, God. Anything else, I will take it. Yeah. Like, some, like it would be nice to see a bike yeah. make the table at some point. Dude. Sorry, also, car- Smash Captains on bikes are legit, but, like, White Scars are terrible. No, I'm talking, okay, White Scars, regular troopers, correct. I, I agree. Uh, have you looked at Scout Bikes? Oh, yeah, I know they're good. Scout Bikes are fucking nuts. Because they actually get a decent amount of special rules. They have a bike. shitload of shots. They've got the mines. They've got the locator beacons. Scout Bikes are incredible. Regular bikes are uh, not so good. <laughs> so the moral of the story is if you're playing Space Marines, just take Scouts. Scout Bikes, yeah, literally the, the best part of the Marine book in terms of its troopers are the Scouts. Yeah, which there's, there's a small part of me for the Raven Guard player that thinks that's cool, that scouts are awesome. Scouts are amazing. But I used to like the Raven Guard thing where it's like, oh, I have scouts, so I get plus one to my reserve rolls. Like, yeah. that was all I needed. Like, I didn't need them to actually be the bread and butter of the army. I just wanted some flavor. Whereas now you'd have to pay, like, 60 scouts. Although I do love the idea of, like, a space marine, tactical marines, like, sitting back, chilling at, like, home base and sending the neophytes out. Like, but that's, that's totally a Black Templar thing, though. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys got this. You come back, you get to be a tactical marine. <laughs> <laughs> if you live. <laughs> yeah. uh, otherwise, we're harvesting your gene seed, you fuck. I guess, uh, I guess you don't, when you come back, also, you get to be a devastator. Right? Yeah. And then salt marine, and then a tactical marine. Once That's true, go. actually, yeah. 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 Most chapters, you do follow that weird progression where yeah. you think of the specialist as being, like, the end result, but that's more like the space wolf way. Yeah. Yeah. Because space wolves are dumb. Dale. Yeah. They're the worst. <laughs> but I do love how, again, okay, in well, the, on the tabletop, tactical marines are the most bland and useless, even though they're the really experienced, theoretically yeah. most well-versed, badass, versatile ones, but they do nothing cool. They get nothing to reflect that. Yeah, I know. I the, know. the real problem... Okay, you know what? Fuck it. Well, let's, let's, let's pin this, and we'll have an entire episode at one point, or maybe not an episode, but like, period. We're listening on how to... Well, we're just, Marines. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have the, the we'll have the like wire Marines fucked. <laughs> I can um, lesson with Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll go through like some old white dwarf magazines. But I want to go to something near and dear to me. I want to I want to segue us out here. Oh fuck, nipple clamps. Oh my god. Yes. So Games Workshop <laughs> has in the last few years they've been doing a big push for like accessories. <laughs> Over the holidays, I think the most notable one last year was the paint, the mini holder. Oh, was that one that came out? Yeah, it was last Christmas. The it's like handle. I don't remember my life before paint handles. Yeah, I know, right? I don't actually use them that much unless I'm painting a character. I only have one, and I usually just like I, I'm not going to transfer models. I know you have like fifty thousand, uh, but I don't transfer my. <laughs> As models. I just silently gesture towards the rack of paint handles Ten, on my how shelf. Many are there? Ten. I think there's seven there plus the two here. I think I only have nine. Anyways. Because I gave one away. So it was either last Christmas or Christmas before. Because it's been, um, but it was a big thing. And so this year, I feel like they kind of like doubled down on. Oh, the paint handles sold. They kind of tripled down. The paint handles sold like insanity. They were impossible to get for like eight months. I could not believe that it sold that well. Because I think ultimately what it came down to is it was a good product at a good price. Oh yeah, totally. I have one and I use it for characters. And it works great for characters. It's just yeah. I don't want to transfer one model to the paint handle. But again, they're cheap enough. You could buy nine. And I mean, the fuck it is. And that is, to be honest, why I, I bought six and then I just every now and then buy more. Yeah. Because if I'm working on a squad of five guys, you don't want to be taking the model off and on the handle constantly. It's defeating the purpose of having a handle. Because yep. that you're not handling the model while you're painting it. 
Yep. So like, if you do have, you know, depending on whether you batch paint in big batches or medium batches or whatever, like you mm-hmm. might need three, five, ten, whatever. But for me, having approximately ten, like I can have a few small projects on the go at once. Yep. And then you just grab the handle and go. And yeah, like I hate making touch ups and. Like oh, fixing God. anything that broke or whatever. You know what? It's such a not an issue right now. Do you know what is actually going back and painting those pewter rangers? It, these things have come out too late because paint doesn't come off plastic like it comes off metal. Holy yeah. balls. You know that like you're holding the top of a model and it like fucking the head's rubbed off oh, entirely by the time you're the, done? All those rangers have that hair sculpted in that yeah. top, top knot, right? So it's just constantly gone. Yeah. Like it, it just, there's not even a point of painting it until you're finished the model. Yeah, and so like I don't use mine all the time, but I really like them. Anyway, so this year, they they answered with what we needed, which was the paint handle XL, yes. which I believe goes up to a hundred millimeters, or I think it might be one hundred five or one ten or whatever god awful weird base size. Anyways, um, and it also the oval guys sideways, so you can fit even bigger than that. Can you yeah. fit a knight on it sideways? That no. would be hilarious. If I don't think it goes quite oh. that big. But the no, like, but the like, reavers and stuff, the reavers from Titanicus sideways do fit on the handle. The war buggy. Like the new buggies, those bases fit on it sideways. Okay, okay, that's still. <laughs> those are pretty hefty bases. I was gonna say that's a bit weird. <laughs> like, no, and uh, honestly, I think it's for me less of a big deal because by the time the model's that big, like you have a real good handle um, from the base alone. But so that one, I think, was exactly got a handle on it. Yeah, exactly. Huh. I feel like that is what people were asking for. The price point sixteen dollars. Yeah, it was still like, an auto buy to get two of them. Like I didn't need. A million, because you don't have that many big projects on the go at once. Correct. Says so the guy with like fifty knights kicking around or uh, titans, but they're not that big. There's not. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. But so I think that was a huge win. Yeah. However, nipple clamps. They had a huge miss because I don't know if any of you, you you've probably seen it by now. It is the regular paint handle with these like articulated arms with clamps on the end. So, yeah, that's totally insane. I don't understand what the arms are for, because if you're going to paint in sub-assemblies, like they're, what, they're, what they're going for there... You don't want them beside each other. And you also paint them on the sprue. I've you never have. painted a sub-assembly on the sprue in my life, because I don't like the idea of shaving mold lines and stuff after it's painted. But that's, what I'm saying is, if you want to paint sub-assemblies, what I've always done... And if I'm doing like a serious, and now I start uh, cleaning mold lines, what I do is I cut them out, but leave, uh, like if the, if the sprue connects to like the shoulder joint, I'll leave that one on, cut everything else off and clean it. So it's still holding onto a piece of plastic. Like that way you always have something to hold onto. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. I don't, aside from, again, Star Trek tardigrade nipple clamps. Where it can, you can clamp your nipple while you paint and you still have all your hands free. I got nothing. Well, that's exactly the point. Like, if you had a clamp, what are you clamping it to? Like, you need that sprue to hold on to it, really, right? And if you, hold, if you have it on that sprue, why the fuck do you have the clamps? That's, my, that's what I'm getting at. Or even if, like, you don't like using the sprue and you do what a lot of people do with, like, helmets where they drill out the bottom, put them on a toothpick or whatever... You still have something to hold it. And I don't and a lot of people that do that just use pin vices. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I do. And, like, I don't understand. Like, I just, I look at it, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, especially because it's not like. Because a lot of times. Sorry. So here's where it really fucks my brain, is that on one hand, you would want there to be enough separation so when you're trying to paint one, you're not fucking around with the other. I was going to say, use an airbrush. Or like there, but even if you're brush painting, and they're so fucking close. But if you're brush painting, why are you using sub-assemblies? 
for ease of use, so you're not having to fucking reach around or whatever. But anyways, the other point here that's really fucking I still weird don't understand that is that if it was spread out to the point where there's enough separation between them, then it's going to be almost impossible to use the fucking thing. Yeah, because it's going to be all flayed out and weird. Like I don't. Yeah. Like if if someone legitimately has used it and loves it, like please let us know. Because I'm just baffled. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that thing. Because the only reason if you're I, using it for nipple clamp purposes, send Tom all the pictures. Yeah, yeah don't please. send us the photos. Um, but I'll forward it to them. Legitimately, I like. The oh, send it to Mike. He's not here. <gasps> sub assemblies are for airbrushing. James, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever asked you for anything in my life, but <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I will e-transfer you the money to go out and buy one of these things on the condition that you send Mike a photo of you using it as nipple clamps. Just saying. That's fair. That's Offers fair. on the table. Very but you got to send Mike the photos, and you can't tell him ahead of time. I don't feel particularly good about this. I feel a little bit disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be getting any pictures. I hope not. It'll be fine. <laughs> Steve, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, where were we? <laughs> uh, something about nipple clamps. Okay, the rest of the, uh... So it's unanimous, nipple clamps, thumbs down. Only reason. Excel well, handle, thumbs say, up. For uh, most people, for sub-assemblies, you use it for airbrushing. Cause Traditionally. You, you want to paint a part a completely different color. So why would you have it that close to the main model? Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Also in a different position, so if you wa- do want it that close, you're still not going to have the lighting. And correct. you're like, but you're also like having to like. I don't. I just don't understand. Right. It's so insane. Any, anyways, and the whole point of the paint handles is this really simple, elegant tool that serves a legitimate need and function. And like, let's just strap weird things onto it and hope for the best. Like, it's oh, they're probably going to sell a few. I mean, they'll probably sell a few. Like, maybe if they sell out of the regular ones, and people just snap off the arms. I don't know. Yeah. I bet you. I bet. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what their sales numbers are. But what I was going to say is also. The, so there's not just the paint handles as holiday bundle. Uh, no, there's also scenery bundles, but there's also the paint bundles themselves. Yeah. Oh, I know where you're going, but I don't yeah, want to talk about that. Uh, I don't see the same thing you see. Dude, when you see it in person, you can't see anything else. Okay. Well, I'd like to see <laughs> the person. Then. Uh, you can talk about this after. Okay, but the. The paint bundles are interesting because I didn't notice this beforehand because the, the paint bundles have always just come in a miniatures case, really. These ones have a paint rack system and that have, like, interlocking hexagonal tiles. And I'm a fan of interlocking hexagonal tiles. I was going to say, you must love this shit. Hashtag How, Battletech. However, I already have all the colors that I need, and it doesn't appear to be possible to buy just the rack. Which is too bad, I agree. So Not yet. So it's like, if I wanted this rack, I would have to rebuy... Like, 40 paints at a time, colors that I don't necessarily need. That is not particularly cost-effective. I'm kind of pots that won't last. (laughs) That, too. I'm kind of tempted to actually... I don't... I need to replace a lot of paints right now. So this is actually fairly tempting for me. Just go all in and do it all at once? Yeah, especially some of the washes and stuff. I only only have a couple of the washes kicking around. Um, And the new ones in the bigger jars will last a lot longer anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And the new pots I don't have as much problem with as you guys do and I also like the 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 charred and granite pots were terrible these new ones are a lot better they're easier to clean they're like 90% the same they're the same but they're not as hard of plastic they seal better they stretch a little bit more 
Isn't that I don't a know. I've had thing? But like I've had better. I've had plenty sure. of the new pots that I brought it home from the store, opened it, and it's fucked up inside already. Like breaking the seal on it, open it up, and it's like, oh, ultimate gray, chunky as fuck. Yeah, that's ultimate gray. Just I had a screamer pink. But like any of the brass colors, any of the white or off white colors, any of the golds. I've only seen that other than Retro Armor and Liberator. I've only I've only seen that with all two and gray, and that's because all two and gray has the most pigment of any paint I've ever seen in my entire life. The amount of solids in that thing is ridiculous. But yeah, it's. But point is, is is the the. GW usually makes good shit, like high-end, nice stuff. I can see their paint rack probably working well. It's got a nice carrying case if you want to go paint at a buddy's place. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a bad product. It's just there's no convenient way to get it if you already have the paints yeah. that you need. Yeah, that's so fair. I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's there are a lot of people that spend a lot of money on... MDF or acrylic, um, like paint shelf rack systems or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think this this is an interesting, just because hexagons do actually interlock and are customizable really effectively and they're fairly space efficient. It makes sense. Totally and makes sense. They kind of It looks like they friction fit the pots into the base as well. They do. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So you can but, put it in the case and actually take it somewhere. But yeah, it's if there's no way for people that have drawers full of hundreds of paints like I do, there's no practical way to get these without just flushing money down the toilet. Yeah. So. Totally. Can't say I'm a huge fan as a result, but I mean, it's a good idea. And I also wanted to say that anybody, this is a recent uh, gift I got. If anybody is worried about the cost of the one set that also comes with the hobby clippers, because they're just clippers, GW makes the most insanely nice clippers you've ever seen. The ones with like the metal handles and stuff? That have no external spring. Have you noticed that? They're so no. over-machined. They're ridiculous. I, I never really looked at them that closely because I've used the same clippers so now for the last I, like 12 years. Now that I have them, take a look at the ones that I have. The spring is internal to the rotational mechanism. It's machined into the inside. You cannot see the spring externally. It's hmm. actually really cool. If you want the like... Okay, Steve. Analogy time. <laughs> I don't... I would never have bought these on my own. No, no, no. No, but I'm asking <laughs> you for the analogy. So, what is like... An amazing, reliable car that's affordable. A, uh, Corolla. A Corolla. Sure. What is a Corolla dressed up to be an expensive sports car? Uh, it's got to be some kind of Lexus. Probably an FRS. <laughs> Your car? Yeah, it's, so it's still Toyota. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, so like... Cheapish. So I feel that really like regular Clippers are your Corolla. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. They're going to do everything you need. And then totally. from like a functional standpoint, the FRS is probably not going to do much more. Yeah, totally. I agree. But it's going to look prettier doing it. It's more expensive to replace. Yeah. When they inevitably yeah. you have to cut metal with them or a pewter or something. Well, yeah. not a problem anymore if you're using GW exclusive products. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, th- yeah? You should. Anyways, next time you're on my place. Well, speaking of pewter, to, go, to jump back about an hour. Speaking of pewter. That's the color of my walls upstairs. It's pewter. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Now, it's very, like, hobby-appropriate, even though pewter isn't really a thing anymore. Not really. Nah, yeah, close well, enough. Yeah, old-school people know what, what you're talking yeah. about. I thought that was an appropriate choice. Okay, <laughs> now we should talk about the last of the holiday products. Okay, so my personal <laughs> favorite is... Is this a first? Has Games Workshop ever released one of these before? A sex yes. toy, you mean? Yes. That is exactly <laughs> what I mean. I mean... 
the nipple clamp thing was a bit of a stretch, but this is pretty obviously just a fuck pot. I don't see it at all. <laughs> like, I, dude, seriously, when you see it, so they have made a a water holder. I don't even like. It's a water cup. A water cup. It's a cup. It's it's water a cup. holder. I don't know. It, I don't feel like it's a cup. I don't look at a cup and be like, someone's gonna fuck that. I would not want to drink out of it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I don't want to think of it as a cup. Yeah, I, I need this separation mentally. I don't see it. Like, but dude, seriously, we saw him in person last Saturday, and so what they've done is they've decided to texture the inside of the paint of the water pot. <laughs> it is, it is indeed ribbed for your pleasure on the inside. Yeah, and so like when they were first talking about that, and I was listen, I was like reading the description on their website. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. They didn't say rib for your pleasure, um, but it said like on the website you can't even see, you can barely tell that there's texture yeah, on the inside. So like I it thought it seems so normal. But like, so I thought like this could be kind of cool. But then you like you see that it's not. So when I think of like texture on the inside of one of these jars that would be useful, I think of vertical striations of some kind, like some kind of rib going up and down. So when I run my brush along, it like helps agitate any paint off. Yeah, I don't see that being useful. I, I actually now that I'm thinking about that, because as you when you roll the ferrule across the, the the paint pot to try and pull the paint out of the ferrule, right? You need to have constant contact to push the bristles around and move that. If you're just like sandpapering your bristles, that's just gonna fuck up your brush so bad. But well, like it's kind of like gentle undulations, not fucking sandpaper <laughs> texture. Yeah. The way I think of this is it's like fucking sandpaper. Like No, no, no. <clears throat> no, like you do one swipe and there's no bristles. <laughs> <laughs> um but like I well, feel the good like good news is we, we <coughs> got all the paint off the brush. The bad news is you don't have a brush. You <laughs> um, basically made a pencil sharpener that you put water in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's like rings, um, like horizontal rings going up the inside of this thing that makes it look like a like a ribbed condom. That's very upsetting. Um, I have to admit, I have to see, I, oh, I don't have to, I'm not going to buy it, there's zero chance of you purchasing this. The only saving grace of this product is that it's not flesh colored. Like, that is the only, could you imagine that if is it was the like only an way they could deny that it's a sex toy. If it was like dishwasher safe rubber. <laughs> <laughs> like silicon padded. Yeah. Anyways, this um, shit is, it's pretty, it's creepy. I'll probably see it at a store at some point in time, yeah, and I'm sure I'll be like. Because no one's going to buy them. I'm going to be like, oh. Yeah, that's weird. On the plus side, they're like 10 bucks. Yeah, they're cheap as hell. Again, you know what's a really good uh, cup for painting? Red Solo Cup from the dollar stores. Because you will destroy any cup you use over time. Especially if you're having sex with it. (laughs) (sighs) Would that be a matte medium? (laughs) Crackle paste? (laughs) (laughs) We should move on. I don't feel comfortable either. There's been nipple clamps and... (laughs) Snow flock. <laughs> you need to see a doctor. <laughs> well, it's the kind of like melty spring melt snow, not like powder. You just, oh, God. You're not carving up the slopes. Are you using shit. secret weapon powdered glass? Because then you really need to see a doctor. <laughs> just ejaculating glass powder. That's, that's oh, my God. Completely okay. healthy. Anyway. Hey, we should move on. Sure, we'll so move on. So, how many of these are you buying, Tom? <laughs> Zero? <laughs> Blackstone Fortress. So. Did, I think we've talked about this a little bit, so the general, I think this is going to be a trend for GW, the idea of this uh, Warhammer Quest line. This is the second game we've seen in that particular line. Well, uh, third, if you include Hammer Hall as being a separate game. Sure, yeah, never thought about that, true. Because it was, it is a standalone 
game slash expansion to the first one, right? Yeah, true. I completely forgot about that one. Um, but I actually really like the idea of GW getting into these dungeon explorer type games. I think this is an area that caters to like the D&D style player, you know what I mean? Yeah. People that really want to get into a character um, or at least have some sort of character that they identify with and play a game that changes every single time they go through the, the particular dungeon. I think this is a brilliant format and the fact that they can do different miniatures, try out new, like a lot of the Zinch stuff that we're starting to see come out now was really trialed in yep. Warhammer Quest. Um, so can you like this to me there's no downside to these particular games like uh men of iron army in the future if they they sell well holy shit yes i mean part of me also is just like those really should not exist in the current 40k timeline yep like they are they've been basically unheard of in the galaxy for the last like 12,000 years dude the necrons were unheard of for 65 million years true but <laughs> they were unheard of for 65 million years you know what i mean like the galaxy is a big place, and having uh, having these different factions sort of like this is what they're going to need to do to keep the game fresh. Is to one of the things that that forty k was always in my mind really cool for is just how expansive the background was, and a lot of these really sort of mysterious things that they touched upon. Right? Um, it's true. There were a lot of little gray areas in the fluff where. Literally in little gray boxes in a codex, usually. Yeah, that's true. And it was it was just little things that you could kind of use your imagination on. Like, what the hell were the men of stone? What were the men of iron? What were the Harood? Yeah, like, all these little things that you, you just got, like, little snippets. It was like freaking Boba Fett. It was this tiny little thing that looks yeah. badass. Yeah. But because they didn't expand it all on screen, yeah. you could kind of fill in the blanks with your mind. And you know they're badass because these things are written of as being, like, the scourge of existence. Yeah. Fucking Exodites. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just... These sort of games allow them to explore those niches in a way that you don't have to flush out an entire army. Because, yeah, doing an entire army of Men of Iron would be a bit much. Totally, right off the bat. And you might not be received well, right? Like, And then on top of that, the if you haven't played Silver Tower or haven't played these games and how they work, I highly recommend you do. There's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So this one, <clears throat> having played a handful of games Silver Tower and really loved it, this one looks like they've upped the ante. Yep. Like, the difficulty level is way higher. Yeah, the... What's his pickle? The, um... Malik the Chaos Sawyer. Space Marine Champion, who's kind of like the end boss of the Blackstone Fortress. Yeah. He's a monster. He's absolutely insane. Like, yeah. oh, his Thunder Hammer, which... Oh, first Chaos Space Marine to use a Thunder Hammer in, like, decades. Because yeah. apparently they forgot how to use hammers. But decades or centuries? Millennia. Well, decades in real time. Because when was the last time a Chaos Codex had a Thunder Hammer in it? Never. Never. I don't think they've ever have. Yeah, the only Thunderhammers in Chaos was... Wasn't there a second edition Dreadnought Thunderhammer? Back oh, when yeah, you could also yeah. have the like lightning scourge. The yes. scourge. There was the scourgy thing, a claw thing, and a hammer thing. So Chaos finally figured out how to use hammers, which is awesome, but it bypasses your defense dice in um, Blackstone Fortress. Oh. So yeah. if he hits you... You just die. You just get squished. Yeah, basically if you're not... If you're not the Imperial robot, you're done kind of thing. Yeah, and he has, what, 14 wounds or something like that? Yeah, it's, yeah I can't remember the exact oh, stat, but yeah. it's a He's lot a of wounds. He's a monster. Yeah. And I also, I, I have to say, like, rules aside, I cannot wait to, like, the, the mechanics, the mechanics for these spindle drones and how they act a lot like the Halo uh, Reclaimers, or I think it's Reclaimers, where basically if you don't fuck with them, 
or you don't alert them, they're not really a problem. Just don't piss them off. Don't piss them off. And if you do piss them off, you better be ready to kill them all. Is is an interesting mechanic because I think it's going to give That's you cool. that idea of like something you really didn't have in Silver Tower where it was like, okay, let's try and be a little bit stealthy. We don't want to take these guys on right now and have any damage. Like, let's maybe play it a little bit more cool. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't that... Um, play it cool, Daddy-O. There wasn't really play that aspect cool. of the game. Yeah. I like this idea. And there's there's if you play with, like, the Ratlings or the um, Eldar Sniper, there's, there's a lot more characters that aren't going to be just the run-in and smash it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I think... Yeah, I'm just I can't say enough about this game. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So one of the things that you know, Dan, you pointed this out to me when we're looking at the models. They've sculpted wood grain on the fucking like Laz pistols. Yeah, the Laz really? weapons the on the Trader guard. guard. The Laz guns on the on the Trader Guard all have the wood grain etched into the bodies. Well that's cool. And uh, it looks like half the models are female sculpts as well. That's really cool. Which, they're wearing, like, you know, fur cloaks, and a lot of them have, like, shit covering their faces. But just a general form. But you can tell that they are a little bit more slender. Like, the hands and the heads are a little bit different scaled. Like, if you look closely, you can tell half those models are female, which, again, they're they're starting to creep that into more and more of the ranges as they revamp them, and Good. I think that's a pretty welcome sight. Like, oh, I agree. I agree entirely. If, if the Imperium just is outright refusing to let women fight... That is several trillion bodies they're not putting on the field with flashlights, and that's a waste of waste of resources. And that's not how the Imperium would work, let's be honest here. In the Imperium, darkness of the future, everyone dies. Yeah, the, the Imperium is, like, always on the last legs, and it's... Yeah, anyways. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that, like, just even in the general... And we don't have to... One of the things that I was kind of a little bit sad about is the way they sculpted the Eldar Ranger. It's cool, but yeah. it is a bit over-sexualized. Uh, in my the opinion. robes with like the chest like wide open to reveal the breastplate. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit. Uh, I mean, at the same time, it is armor, but GW has a history of like female Combat armor heels. doesn't actually look like that. Combat heels aren't a thing. You know what I mean? Yep. See, so, yeah, having that nice little concave con- like section of your breastplate is a great way to funnel in ricochets into your organs. Yeah, that's not what you want. But yep. nonetheless, I do think th- even if you do have like, let's be honest here. Sly Marbo is not a great representation of a male figure. <laughs> yeah, I also think Sly Marbo is not a great figure. <laughs> sure, but, but you know what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, those, yeah. there's there's that side on the female side of things, and then there's also like like Celestine wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? Celestine yep. was a step in the right direction. Yeah. A character that's cool, a superhero. Like, I mean, we don't expect Marvel to have Black Widow be some sort of not good looking actress, right? Like, there is there isn't that fan, uh, fantastical aspiration. I think that's all right. Just, I'm I'm really happy that they're starting to put that into more of the general generic character. Well, and the biggest thing is it's it's re- being representative of a, a larger whole, right? Because when yeah, you look yeah. at a lot of the male yeah. figures, um, there's always been a variety. Yeah. Yes, you have your like roided out Arnie's, but then you've got a Cadian. But you've also got the Cadian lieutenant doing the like trucker horn pose. Yeah. Yeah. With the big belly. Yeah. Totally. You, there's like always just a been guy. diversity, whereas most of the yeah most of the sculpts of women traditionally have been sisters of battle. <laughs> yeah, and like Repentia. Oh, I know that's a, that's a yeah. I demonettes. Well, demonettes are a bit. F- Sorry, one of one of the Repentia wasn't the super skinny body type. It was the over the top, weirdly heavy sister with the two whips and yeah, the Dominatras or something. I can't remember. What yeah, I can't remember. What Still, they were wearing fucking a, basically purity seals for clothes. They yeah, took totally. half their armor off and put bags over their heads. Yeah, is super sketchy. Yeah, 
So it's just, it's just <laughs> nice to like see the representation in a way that actually just kind of makes sense. And also, those Trader Guard are actually really nice models. 100%. They took they took the boring Cadian sprue, or what what a normal Cadian looks like, and updated the proportions, which huge win right there, where they don't have yep. fists the size of their head, um, like the old Skaven. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> they, how do you get those bracelets on, guys? Oh, we put them on, like, we forge, we forge them onto your arm when you're a baby, and you grow into it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, these, if these are what the Imperial Cadians look like, oh my god. That would be amazing. Yeah. In fact, the Beastmen well, are back. I somehow doubt the Cadian squad box is going to get an update anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, what's Cadia? Yeah, that's fair. True, that's a good point, but give us, Cadians, Cadians have been fighting all over the entire Imperium. Yeah, there's... It's like the Tanith, right? Yeah, Where yeah. Their planet's gone, but there's still, still regiments floating around fighting. And they're still recruiting people, I'm sure. And Cadia's, Cadia's not so much a place as it is an idea. Cadia's a state of mind. <laughs> Cadia's a state <laughs> of mind. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways, I'm, I'm excited for the game. I can't wait to play it. And I don't even really care about the rules, because if it's anything like Silver Tower, it's going to be awesome set in a universe I like more. It's like Silver Tower... But your spaceships get to do cool things in the game, and you can get inspired. Have you seen the artwork? Like in Shades Bar. Yeah. Have you seen the artwork for when the ships docked, and there's like the Imperial preacher talking with the Eldar, and the Eldar ships behind it? Yeah. On Precipice, that is fucking cool. Also, Precipice reminds me a lot of um, from uh, from Mass Effect. Oh, not um, the Citadel, but the other one. The, not Citadel. The yeah, the Mass Effect Two one. Mass Effect Two. I can't remember what it's called. Oh. I know what you mean. The like umbrella-looking mushroom place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it ha- it's where the nightclub is. Where, anyways. But there's a nightclub in the Citadel. There, yeah, that's right. But the it's super. But you're not hanging out with Trinity in there. Trinity. What the fuck is that place called? It's not like Persepolis. It's something like that. Uh, this is, I never played. This is game. actually bothering me. I only ever played one Mass Effect <laughs> game, and that was three. Good. Um, it and was it, in literally three. the only reason I. Bought that game because you worked on it. Yeah, fair. I'm like, hey, Steve, play this. I'll give it a try because I don't like F- FPSs at all. Yeah, and it was That's actually right. a good game. But anyways, the idea of, of Precipice being sort of like that frontier, um, like I think they could work in a bit of like the old west. Like it's got a bit of like a Moss Eisley vibe. Totally. And I think that's always an interesting that's that's an interesting part of any universe where you can kind of have disparate factions being forced. Omega. To Omega. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Not Persepolis at all. Totally wrong. Uh, but yeah, you bring in like like the Wild West, right? You had yes. missionaries and, and preachers and cowboys and, and uh, it's like Americans. Star Wars, right? Where the interesting shit happens on the fringes. Yeah, totally, totally. Which is why I'm just super stoked for this. And that was always why I like Necromunda, right? Like, yeah, it was just the shitty garbage people at the, the bottom society. at the bottom of a sewer, hanging out, eating dead people in the dark. It's the fringes of society versus the frontiers of the empire. Yeah. But similar uh, vibe, idea. yeah. But yeah, like I don't know. It's just it's a, it is an interesting like weird conglomeration of like different agendas and people that it's like we don't really get along. But there's a lot of fucking scary fuckers over here. We should probably team up and maybe stab each other in the back later. Yeah, totally. Like, which is great. Which is a, a great way to tell any sort of narrative. So much fun. I, th- I think for me the biggest thing too is that at this stage of the game, I'm like, where next? Oh man, but I. Like, another like, like what's going to happen next? Another Warhammer quest, like and this Blackstone Fortress that they have, they found a Blackstone Fortress. That means there's more of them out there, and these things are not. These, they they extinguish solar systems. Yeah, like 
Blackstone Fortress is just showing up. That's actually like not just a little plot point for this game. That's something they can work into the entirety. Yeah. Or gothic, gothic, or whatever else. Yeah, I mean that'd be yeah. Know, Black, so much to do. But Blackstone Fortresses and Remili's Class Star Forts are like entire seg like uh, what do you call them? like segmentum se- segmentums and stuff. Segmentum like, obscure, balance of segmentum power, gothic balance of power for like entire sections of the galaxy will shift based on who can claim these things. They're yeah. so powerful. Yeah. And I mean, all the other, they've also mentioned in the, the background right now that all the other Blackstone Fortresses were completely inert when they found them. And I imagine that these are either old ones or Necrontier technology, right? Because they've, they well, it's covered Chaos in Bay. black pyramids and shit. So, yeah, so it's that's, a hint. that's a thing that was on Cadia that did things for the Eye of Terror and all that good stuff. Um, but this one's not dormant. Like, this one has the weird spindle drones that are going at it and trying to, you know, defend the the fortress so there's some interesting shit going on there yeah plus beastman like i <laughs> yeah we haven't even talked about that <laughs> and actually like what's really funny is i remember either last podcast or the podcast before we we're talking about um the beastman releases for age of sigmar and how we're just like what, wow what beastman releases exactly the new herdstone don't sell them short <laughs> they got a sick new herdstone okay they that model a, is actually a, really nice they got a sweet rock they did it's actually really cool but like how outdated the gores were yeah. And, like, how you can really tell that that model kit's, like, 15 to 20 years old. Yeah. And looking at the Beastmen in this box, holy yeah. fuck, they look good. And these are, like, low model count, or low component count, like, push fit, shitty versions. Like, a full-on yeah. multi-part version of those Beastmen would look really good. Yep. Totally. And, like, I really, totally. really, 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 really want to see Trader Guard as its own codex. Oh, Yeah. Um, Trader Guard has its own codex, but not only, like, if they did the Trader Guard kit that you could also do for Gene Sealer cults. Oh, or anything, really, man, like. Uh, but, like, just a ragtag regiment. Like, just, here's your not-Imperium regiment. Fuck, yeah. make them, uh, um, what do they call them? I can't remember the name of them, but, like, the Imperial, uh, Imperial soldiers that leave for the Tau Empire. Oh, the Guavesa or whatever? Guavesa or whatever, yeah, something like that. Like, you could even throw in some shit for that. Like, just give, here's a box for fringe Imperial regiments or whatever. Yeah. You know? It'd be really cool. Uh, I'm excited to play it. I'm really happy that all of you guys are buying it, so I don't, I don't have to. Okay, well, if you're I'm, counting on me to paint anything, you're going to be no, sorely disappointed. What I wanted to say, though, is we should try and each paint something from the kit. Like, not the whole thing. But we should. Uh, I'll give you if you're really interested in the Chaos Space Marines. Um, by really interested, you might even just want to paint up the main bad guy, right? I mean, I'll just. I'd rather not paint Marines, but I'll do it. Well, even it's if, not even, even Marines plural. It's one guy. Yeah. Still. Even if you want to paint the rattlings, like all I'm saying is, if you could paint him silver. He's got a hammer. He could be an art and smith. Do you know how or much smith? Whatever. Do you know how much better smith? Better could be any kind of smith. Playing that game would be if we had all painted miniatures. Yeah. And I think it would be actually super fun to have everybody do a part of the game. Like, I want to paint up most of the kit so that I can play it again with other people uh, and just have that ready to go. But, like, if we can coordinate right off the bat, like, I'll do up. Or just so it doesn't take six months to get a set done? Yeah. Like, if we all just take a section of it, that like, Mike and I can paint stuff that nobody else is interested in, somebody else that might take longer to do it or whatever, right? We can start with other crap. Um I think that'd be a lot of fun. And also if we all just pick like one character for our, our hero that we use. Uh, if you want to do the Rattlings, because that's your character. And you might want to have a plan B prepared for when you inevitably die and don't get to come back. I also really like yeah. the priest. 
Yeah. You want to paint them up. I'm not tied to painting up either of those models. Any of those models, there's three of them. Yeah. You can paint them all if you want to. Yeah. Like, all I, all I really want to paint is the Imperial Robot, and I really want to paint the Elder Ranger, and I actually really want to paint the Rogue, uh, not the Rogue Trader, the um, Navigator. He does actually look pretty cool. Dude, the Psychers look really good in person, too. Oh, the Rogue Psyker. We even forgot about him. Yeah, the, the floating Both of them. Psychers. There's two. Yeah. There's two? I don't know They're so good. Like a lot of the stuff in uh, Silver Tower and this set, it's like there's one body, but there's like different heads and arms. So you can have two. The basic parts are the same, but they are still different oh, models cool. when you assemble them. Yeah. It didn't look that close. Yeah, there's two Rogue Psykers. really, really good. And I know nobody else wants to paint up the tech heretics. I, I don't do. mind them. I think they're cool. The guys with the... You know, the cattle prods and the yeah. weird spiky I think they're fucking really guitar cool. wire hair. Mm. I can also use them as servitors in my Mechanicum army. Yeah, Actually, I'd... you know one of the models that I might want to paint more than any other model in that set? Mm. The Crude. I had a feeling you were going to sure. say The Crude. Yeah. Holy fuck. So, like, I've, and he I... gets to Om Nom Nom on people and inspire. I know! He gets inspired more easily. That's cool. I wish Crude could do that in the game. <laughs> I actually want a Crude army. So bad. Crude are real bad right now. That is, I know. That is so why I'm thing, not going to do it. That is one thing. Like Most units are playable. Crude, eh, not so much. <laughs> well, no, but Crude, I think, is one of those things where they need to go back down that well and be like, hey, Crude, here's an army. Hey, oh, yeah. Crute, you want to be able to see through two inches more forest than anybody else? We got you covered. Go right back to the old fieldcraft rules. That was great. I thought those were really good rules. Actually, not terrible. <laughs> back when terrain mattered? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, back when a stand of trees was a big deal. Yeah, trees actually are completely useless now. I'll give you that. The old tree rules where you're, like, standing on the edge, you could shoot, but crew could stand further in and still shoot and, and not, not get shot, shot back. back. Yeah. That's wildly good. Like, I don't think people really realize how useful crew were. If you had really big tree formation scenery, they were fucking fantastic. Yeah, totally. I mean, well, they, their shooting still wasn't very good, but when you can't literally cannot get targeted back... You're doing okay. Yeah, you're fine. I agree. But, like, again, they could do a crew codex, right? And the crew codex, can you imagine if they did a war sphere as one of their main tanks? Like, just a hovering war sphere? Yeah. Like, some sort of smaller version of, obviously, their star ships. But, like, just some sort of, like, you have these super feral-looking crew, and then some sort of, like, yep. almost kind of District 9-style, like, how the fuck do they have that technology? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just want, like, a plastic Crutox kit, you know? Crutox, yeah. Crute Hounds, Narlocks were pretty cool, too. Yeah, like, yeah the, the Crute okay. only could maybe even, like, do another Vespid unit that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't look like doggy balls, drags through be. shit. Yeah, the, the the Tau Auxiliaries or whatever Codex, they would, whatever they want to call it. Throw in some human, human Guavasa. Yeah, you could get them all covered in one book. Interesting idea. Anyways, uh, you're paying... And actually, sure. if you're interested in yes. the Guavasa or whatever, I think... I don't, I'm not 100% sure the website is still active, but it used to be Eastern Empire. There was a guy that had, he had, like, lizardmen converted and, like, beastmen converted to be Tau auxiliaries. He had human oh, ones. He had all, he had so many wicked cool Tau models, including all those auxiliaries, so. The idea being just these to, are all the smaller empires that have sworn allegiance to the Tau. And I think he just, like, used them as crew. Yeah, that makes sense. So what the fuck not? Like, rule a cool man that's totally in. Yeah, like it was, there were, it was just such a simple thing, and it definitely got like the creative juices flowing. Yeah, totally. He also had like embedded journalist models that he would like put into his like fire warrior because of the free press and the Tau. So there's like a Tau like camera drone and stuff. Like he did some cool shit. Fuck. You see, this is 
that is my 40k that I want to play again. You know, like that right there for me is why. Okay. 40k. That is, 40k has never really gone anywhere. Have you played in the narrative at the LVO? I've been so close to signing up for that that it sells out in two minutes. This is the problem: is that they need more seats for that shit. That's so hard to do. Like, I don't know if you realize this, but you could hand it your orders packet presented to you based upon. You know, it race. actually might almost be worthwhile doing like uh, like an imperial seal if you're playing an imperial army. Like no, 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 but like all I'm saying data is, slate. I feel like that almost might be worth doing Geek Nation tours one year to get it on the pre-sales for it. Yeah. Anyways, the narr- I'd play in the narrative next year for sure. Hundred percent. We'll see how my orcs come. I'm not. I'm not setting any. It's little goals, baby yeah. steps, baby steps. But maybe the narrative would be so much fun. Like having to build like a super themed army. There is no competition at all. Like you just build like that Eastern Auxiliary style army or whatever, right? Yeah. Like go very theme heavy. Do conversions and all that sort of stuff. Write up a backstory on the army. Go full on old school 40k. Like borderline. Role, uh, role playing game. Are those? Yeah. Is the narrative event still two thousand points? I don't know. I have no idea. If that was like a fifteen hundred point thing, because if you're extensively converting and doing weird shit, it'd be nice to not have to do as much cool, crazy shit. Well, I don't think you have to, right? You just have to have a backstory for your army. Well, yeah, but like you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Where I would like to take. I, it to I the don't know if I would want to so. do a, like heavily themed converted two thousand point list because that's a lot of models. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't have a heavily converted character that you have a backstory for for your army, right? Fair. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel like we're just going to keep talking about things we want to do with 40K, so let's call her there. Um, until next time, this has been another episode of Hobbit in Canada. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. In silence, there's, there's nobody else here. Sil- yeah, there's nobody else here. So, until then, play some games, paint your models. Knock Have over, some fun. Knock over shit that's next to your elbow. Yeah, knock over shit. And uh, go buy our merch. <laughs> did we say fuck Ward and uh, we did Mike? We did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. That was a long time ago. I wasn't paying attention. Well, fuck Ward and, and Mike. And Evil Sons. Hey, fuck